Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So today is a real um, session of reflection and, and noticing. And that's often what comes about for me is I just suddenly notice that I'm being different in the world, that my relationship to things has changed. And this weekend, I really noticed, really, really noticed how much more present I was than, than possibly I've ever been. I used to wear the badge of busy, 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 like a badge of honour. And it, it went through phases, really, this, this busyness. So I can't, I can't ever remember not being busy, <laughs> um, particularly once my children came onto the scene. I was a working mum. I didn't take a particularly long break from my career when I had my children. I took seven months, six or seven months off maternity leave and then went back to my full-time job as a teacher both both times. And I had my children very close together. In fact, I wasn't long back after my first <laughs> maternity leave when I had to announce to the school that I would be going off again to have my second child. So they're 22 months apart, my children. And my, my busyness developed and got more, more so over a period of time, I suppose, because my, and this is not a judgment of my ex-husband, it's just an observation that I would give my ex-husband things to do, ask him to keep on top of certain things in our lives, and he wouldn't do them. And that was just because he didn't have that capacity. And that's not, that's just saying it's just how it was. Or that's how I perceived it anyway. And so over time, I, I in my marriage, I just became more and more controlling, ma- mainly of the organisation of things. I think I, I trusted that if I gave him a child and said, take the child to this place in the car and, and, and off he, he would go and he would take the child to the right place. But it, it, I, I, I got to the stage and this is about my perception of this. It's not the truth. I know that. But this is how my busyness developed over time was that I eventually got to the stage where I didn't feel I could trust him to do very much other than take a child to a place. So I did all the organisation. Now, a bit of backstory about that is that both my children have been active in um, theatre, television, film, etc. since they were very small. So my son was first on television when he was four and my daughter when she was six. And they both had professional careers in the in the theatre and television and films from being that age 
my son in particular was has been a full time well has been an actor in a famous show since he was seven nearly eight and he's now 21 and and he's still in the same show by the way <laughs> and my daughter did a lot of musical theatre she did Doctor Who she did all sorts of um, ITV dramas and things like that so there was my career which was also growing pace I'll talk about that in a minute but there was also their careers there was a lot to coordinate there was where does this child need to be at what time who needs to know about it school etc what what do they need to learn before they get there what words they have to have in their heads and you know all of that stuff and a lot of ferrying about so I literally would go everywhere with my laptop in tow um, and while they were rehearsing whatever room I'd go find a cafe or a pub or whatever and I'd sit and work um, and then pick them up afterwards and and a lot of that was We've got to a point where at one stage where I don't think we had a night off from activities. So there was a massive piece of me trying to create some kind of life um, for my children, for their future, whatever. Who knows, really? <laughs> All very complicated. In the meantime, my career was progressing rapidly. The minute I got into a school and worked for a really not very um, nice head teacher, I... I wanted to be a head teacher myself. I felt I could do a good job of that and I felt I could do a better job than the ones I was seeing around me. So right from the earliest part of my career, I, I was wanting to progress up the career ladder. I took my first big promotion um, to sort of the level below deputy head um, when I was when I was on maternity leave for having my second child. So that's how insane... <laughs> So it's insane. Like that's how driven I was to get to the top. So that's going on. My children are busy. My ex-husband's not so helpful. So busyness became part of just how I was really. And I was was often in my head working out and planning and wasn't very often able to be in the present moment. And that was kind of stage one. And then it Stage two was when he and I split up. So I no longer had the person in the house I could give a child to and get them to take. So I had to coordinate with him by messages and get him to do things. He wasn't even living here anymore. So another level of business. And, and then the next level of business was me deciding that I needed to have a lot of fun. Um, and fun involves being busy, you know, it involves doing things. So I was doing salsa dancing and going out, drinking and um, dating a lot far too much in actual fact um although you know that works out beautifully because i now have a lovely fiance um who's on this wonderful journey of exploration into presence and calm with me so so that's how so i got super super busy and the the result was me burning out in march 2015 which is you know a matter of uh, a week or so away from the what year are we on? The eighth anniversary, blimey, the eighth anniversary of that happening. So I, after burnout, you would have thought that, that being busy would not be so appealing, but it just took an insidious different form in that I decided to get busy working on me so and and there was the start of this drive towards towards presence and calm but I was doing it by being busy doing it now if you are busy 
<laughs> and you're trying to squeeze in because I was busy starting a business as well at that point because after I burnt out didn't work for a year um resigned and, and retrained as a hypnotherapist for a while and that was really um interesting because there then there was this other busyness busy busy fixing me busy doing things busy med busy meditating I mean listen to the the irony in that now if you're busy and you're feeling stressed and you would like to feel more presence and calm and and then you're trying to fit in all these things to do like gratitude journals and meditations and affirmations and whatever else can you hear how there's just another it's just like another level of busyness isn't it it's like another step into busyness it's another place of of trying to do things in order to feel okay and this is why I I point to this concept of well-being without it being hard work without it feeling like it's yet another thing to do because we've all got <clears throat> enough to do like I don't I still go to networking events and there's one particular event I go to and and one of the questions that the the person who hosts it asked me every time is are you busy as if that's the thing I should be driving towards. And it's really the opposite now. And this weekend, I really noticed, I was aware of, of the presence, you know, the, I think being in nature kind of, excuse me, takes my mind there. This is all the sea air, the yawning, by the way. <laughs> we, had a, we had a day at, the, at Scarborough yesterday. But we were in Howarth on Saturday walking in the moors around Bronte country. So if you don't know about Howarth, you probably will know, have heard of the Bronte sisters, um, Emily, Charlotte and Anne, who, bless her, was the one I forgot. But you'll you'll know novels like Wuthering Heights, um, written written by, I, which Bronte wrote Wuthering Heights? Somebody help me. Was it Charlotte or Emily? Anyway, the, the, the film, the the settings for those stories are up there on the moors beautiful heather moors not they're not purple at the moment because the heather's not flowering yet but <clears throat> just noticing the just noticing things more noticing that i'm observing nature i'm not I used to be all about the steps and the, how many miles i'd walked but i'm much more present and don't mind so much walking slower <laughs> Much to Bruce's joy, because <laughs> I, I used to be a forced marchy kind of person everywhere I went, uh, and I have to slow down a little bit. And that has come not from endless mindfulness techniques or meditation. It's come because of what I've learned in the last few years. It's come because I now know that presence and calm are inside me that they're available the minute I notice my presence you know what's present around me now those that they're they're there the minute I notice that I'm not there that I when I notice my thinking is wild and busy and it's all over the place in different time zones. The minute I notice that, I'm then in the present moment observing that and it falls away. There is not so much to do. 
to make this journey from busyness, from busy, busy, busy to presence and calm. It's not as hard as we've been led to believe. And what I see so often is a huge amount of guilt where people think I should be doing X, Y, and Z thing, whatever it is, and I'm not, or I haven't fit it in today, so I don't think I'm going to have a good day, whether that is meditation or jumping in cold water or, you know, whatever, eating raisins slowly or smelling chocolate before you eat it or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what it is or gratitude journaling or journaling of any description, gratitude journal or any other journaling, whatever it is, you don't need to do those things. Now, if you do those things because they fill you with joy and you absolutely love them and you look forward to meditating in the morning or whenever you do it, fabulous, carry on. If you're doing it because you think that's a thing that you need to do, in order to be okay, that's to watch out for. That's to be aware of. There's nowhere to get to, and everything that you need is already inside you. So I hope you found that helpful, a little bit more about my journey, but really seeing it in a, in a wonderful way at the moment, and I hope that presence and calm is that you're connected to it today. It's always there. Just notice when you're not and it'll be there. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening. <laughs>